In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. You heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Liv so much? I'll reach across and slap no. him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge him. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? Why don't you try back up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head You have circled an area of interest. Oh, that's not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell my unfolding lawn chair. Step right up. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. And we are so happy to have you with us. A happy Sunday morning to you. This is the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. My name's Brian Katrick. I watch a lot of golf. This is what we do. Chris Mascaro, co-host. He's the he's the host. He's the founder. Of the Next on the T podcast, he's wearing his Next on the T hockey jersey. Is sitting right over there. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, BK. Always good to see you, my friend. Adam Crooks has had first of all showed up on time and has had an eventful morning. He's on the other side of the glass, pushing buttons and scrolling and adding and doing all kinds of things. Good morning, Adam. We enjoy a little bit of chaos. That was perfect. <laughs> you got us organized. You got us uh, got us all going. Everything's great. J.R. Ross is under the weather. He is <laughs> I'd still, say he is. He's still on the team. He's just not here, which is actually perfect. <laughs> we love having him on the team. <laughs> and he's not here. <laughs> I thought we fired him last I, year. I would think we tried a couple times. Uh, so that's our group. We are back at it again, rested and refreshed after taking a, a month or so off there through uh, through the football season. Football season was very entertaining. And as we start a new season here, uh, it is, uh, I guess it's worthy of noting, would have been better if I'd have done the math last year. But I started doing a golf show in this city every Sunday morning, 26 years ago. Oh, we missed a milestone. Last year was the 25th. I should have, we should have done something about it. We exactly. Totally missed it. <laughs> that was 25, something. 25 years. And most of those years, it was every Sunday morning. These last couple of years, this this the the fine folks here at Dickey Broadcasting talked me into a very good idea, which is why don't you take a month off or so during football season? <laughs> the golf show wasn't a great fit in, during that time. They're always doing things during football season. We're not playing meaningful golf. They let us take it through the Ryder Cup, and then uh, and then Sayonara, and now we're back. And that that was great, by the way. That probably added another twenty six years to the show. <laughs> I don't know how much longer we were going to keep this other thing up. But twenty sixth year of this uh, of this soiree. That's an amazing run. I can't I can't believe it actually. Uh, so which part did they let you do it for twenty six years, or it's been that long? Pretty much all of it. <laughs> all of it. Nineteen ninety eight. The rock that holds the ship together. Matt Edgar. Uh, a couple of radio stations. We've 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 changed radio stations a couple times. Uh, but you remember the old days across the street, as they say? Uh, I remember Tiger had won the Masters in 97. So it may have been late 97 by the time we got this. So I could, couldn't tell you the actual first day we did this, but uh, 97 or 98. Uh, and I remember the, the meeting going on in the hallway during one of the commercial breaks. One of the sales guys had, had come over from the other building and said, hey, we've got some clients that want to do a golf show. 
and uh, and that's how. Then, then it was looking around the room who was going to do the golf show. <laughs> it was going to be Sunday morning. I didn't have anything to do with any of this, but my hand went up. It did. You, you didn't avoid eye contact. Yep. Didn't turn your back. My hand went up. I was uh, I was very excited about the potential project, and <laughs> and that was that. Among others, Chris Cotter made his on-air. This is according to him. I didn't remember it this way, but he does his on-air debut. He's now ESPN star. His on-air debut came on this golf show. Is that right? Somewhere in that run. twenty. So he wasn't on the first one. It took a couple of years. He got two degrees. He got a degree from Georgia Tech and from Georgia. So he was still in school while we were putting this golf show on. But somewhere down the line, he showed up, and this was his on-air debut. Wow. How about that? Now look at him. <laughs> Just heard a promo for Elle Duncan having her own radio show. So nonetheless. Your tree. It's not my tree, but it's the tree, and it's the, and then these folks here, you know, that this is the family, and and we're all very proud of it. So, uh, but twenty six years of the golf show. Wow, wow, exactly. Wow. All right, so uh, so that's where we're at. We're thrilled to be doing it back here every Sunday morning. You've been a wonderful addition. Uh, Appreciate you, J.R. Ross. Perfect addition here. This is exactly how we want them as we covered. <laughs> Decided <laughs> said there. Uh, and then, of course, Adam Crooks. When he gets here on time, he, you know, this way. Adam, I saw you notice you noticed this morning. That's why we get here at eight thirty, <laughs> just in case we have to, you know, I don't know, rebuild a computer or something. <laughs> yeah, that's that that makes complete and total but, sense. But Adam. we had plenty yeah, of time it. to do it. If you'd have gotten here at eight thirty-four, your normal time, you see that we wouldn't made it. <laughs> we would have made it. We would have made it. We weren't gonna make it. We would have made it. <laughs> that's why eight thirty is important. <laughs> Four minutes wouldn't have made that big a difference. Okay. Right. Now he's like Good a veteran. Yeah. Okay, so, Chris, we got a lot of catching up to do. This past week, just this past seven days, had we done a show last week, which we could have, if we'd have done a show last week, just the days between that one and this one have been eventful. We've got enough to do. Uh, coming up on this show today, Brian Nelson from the Georgia State Golf Association. They've made some changes to the handicap system you need to hear about. Uh, also coming up on the program, Tiger Woods, that's a fact. I talked to him a month ago, and nobody's heard it yet. So you're going to hear it here exclusively. First. This morning. Yes, that's going to happen. I so heard it. Adam's heard it already. So you're going to hear it second. Adam actually heard it first. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll give you credit, Adam. Thank you. <laughs> All right. uh, so that's what we got going up, going on what I'm trying to think, when we last left off, our last show, we got through the Ryder Cup. We had just handed the Europeans the Ryder Cup, right? Yes. A convincing win in Italy. Yeah, I don't know if we handed it to them as much as they took it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They had it. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> However it got there, they got the. We brought it to them. That's what we did. Indeed. Zach Johnson handed it over, and we didn't get it back. <laughs> uh, and we were waiting on a December 31st deadline with the PGA Tour negotiating with the PIF. On a deal. They had reached a framework agreement back in June, and we were all waiting to see when that was going to happen. I don't even know if we had the December 31st deadline yet. Maybe we did, but we were waiting on it. That's where we left off. All right. What, and what and we're we, still waiting. Yeah, what have we missed? <laughs> <laughs> Update us. <laughs> Tell everybody where we are, Chris. <laughs> we're still waiting. What? That's the problem. What? We're still waiting. Hang on. It's the deadline that, that, that never came. It's January 14th. It is. Maybe now, they meant next year. <laughs> that was a pretty soft deadline. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that happened during that, the PGA Tour did give an update to their players on December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, <laughs> just in case you're wondering, yeah. About that deadline. Yeah. and there were, We had just heard about a week before that, we had heard some rumors, and the PGA Tour kind of confirmed that. They're not just negotiating. With the PIF, they were negotiating with other investment groups. Remember when they got in front of Congress, Congress said, hey, have you guys didn't talk to anybody else. And I don't remember what the answer was. But I know what my thought was. I was like, oh, that's a hell of an idea. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we should probably do that. <laughs> we'll get back to you. I thought this whole thing was going to be a waste of time, but that's, I'm glad we came. <laughs> that was worth waiting for. <laughs> have you talked to anybody else? So they talked to some other groups. Between then and now, they've actually got 
it was reported about you know, somewhere in the teens of December that they had a deal for three billion dollars with an American-based investment group called the Strategic Sports Group. Arthur Blank involved in indeed. Uh, I want to say John Henry. Yes, the Fenway Sports Group, the guy that owns the Cubs. Yes. Also, yes. Yeah, you know, I don't remember his name, but so you got the Red Sox guy, you got the Cubs guy, and you got the Falcons guy. Uh, so that was the report, and then this memo on the thirty first. You know, they said, yeah, we've got we've made significant progress on that group. The story two weeks before that said, hey, they're also still negotiating with PIF, and that could be another four billion dollars. You might get two investors, and all of a sudden you might have seven billion dollars on the table. So I don't know where we're at with all that. In between, you thought to yourself, hey, if they're negotiating with others, that may not sit too well with the PIF because your June 6th framework agreement was we're going to sit down and talk to you. And who knows if they were doing that or not, but now you're talking to other people. If you're going to look at her, I'm going to date him. <laughs> yeah, they asked me if I wanted to to invest, and I, I told them $13 billion and they, they didn't like that number. Hmm. Wow. That still believed, it was definitely believed at the time, but it's still believed to be the cause of John Rom getting a massive offer. The number, what, what number are you sitting on with the uh, with the John Rom? Yeah, it's, it's confusing. I've heard yeah. 300, 450, 600. I'm not really sure we know what the actual yeah. number is, but I like the play. It was an interesting play. Like, oh, really? You're going to go over there? Guess what? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to take your best player. Yeah. And they couldn't get him, but they got John Rom. <laughs> so that was nice. Uh, that's a hell of a play. And does that get does that get the tour back to the table? Did they leave the table? Did that get their attention? Did you did had you lost their attention? Don't know. But John Rom got some amount of money. I thought it was four hundred million, and then the latest number that everybody's kind of circled is three hundred million. So go back real quick. The original offers that these guys were getting, the stars were getting $125 million. So here's Rom coming over the top of that. No matter what he got, it's more than the first guys got. A lot. A lot more. Maybe <laughs> more than twice. Uh, that was Rom who had said, you know, look, he had said all along he wasn't doing this for money. He wasn't interested in going over there. He didn't like the format. He was not. He was, he was pretty vocal in that he was never – anti-live it was just eh it's not doing anything for me I don't need the money I don't like the format I don't want the travel I got some friends over there that's about it well they got to his number <laughs> they kept turning every, the ball. everyone must have one <laughs> you got one <laughs> we all do yeah <laughs> and they, they got they got to his number so they get John Rom. what that means for John Rom, well we're still working on because one of the other things that came out was that one of the things that the PIF had on the table, because we've had this question, how are you going to, if they're sitting at the table, one group wants to pay the other group a bunch of money, that's not a hard negotiation. You just say yes, <laughs> and, you, and you walk away. How are you going to bring Brooks Kepka back? How are you going to bring Patrick Reed back? How are you, now are you going to bring John Rahm back? And what are you going to tell Rory McElroy, who stayed? and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth and the actual guy they wanted, the number one player in the world, Scotty Scheffler. Uh, what are you going to tell those guys? They turned down that much money or something like that. Did you see one of these stories? It was the Sports Illustrated one. Bob Herrig, who's been pretty good about this. The, uh, the PIF, one of their deals, had a $1 billion soothe the feelings fund or whatever they call What did they call it? <laughs> it was to pay the guys that stayed. Right. Here, Jordan. I know you. You know you. You took some stress. You. You could have made some money here. How's uh, how's fifty million dollars sound? <laughs> Make you feel better. Here's a check for fifty million <laughs> just for having gone through this for the last year. I don't know what the number was going to be, but they had ten million. Or sorry, they had a billion dollars in that. Dollars, right. A billion dollars. <laughs> that'd pay. That'd soothe a lot of feelings. You would think. Yeah. Uh, which to me says. If they were to say yes, that this is immediate reentry. We're not worried about suspensions or those guys paying fines or any of the no. silly ideas we'd heard. No. Those guys are just coming straight back. Indeed they are. That's what it seemed like. Yes. Now, where we are sitting here on January 14th is we don't have an agreement. They have a schedule 
or at least some of a schedule. They've announced some cities and some dates. I don't know if they have a television partner. They have some places they think they want to go for this year. The PGA Tour, of course, has all of the places they're going to go for this year. So you're not looking at whatever this new world is going to be starting until 25 at the earliest. How optimistic are you that a new world starts in 2025? I'm not optimistic at all. But I do find it interesting the plays that have happened. I mean, they're going to, you know, the, the one thing I love is that they're going to start the, their first event, Liv's first event is going to be in Vegas. Mm. Super Bowl week, right? How perfect is that? You're going to go to Vegas. You're going to end on a Saturday. The Super Bowl's on Sunday. You may not have a television deal, but you're going to get a whole lot of airplay out of something like that. But On what? On everything. The sport, the sports world is going to be there. So you think ESPN is going to cover the oh, live I mean, golf you're not, tournament you're not watch the it. day before the Super Bowl? <laughs> I feel there like they got something stressing. else to do. <laughs> the day before the Super Bowl, probably not so much. Right? What are you doing? Are you going to watch well, a flag know. football game? We know what they're doing. Yeah, they're going to be in the they're going to be in the media hotel. They're going to have their their <sighs> things set up. They're going to have guest after guest after guest, and it's the thing we're you know we're all tired of is. This is a two-week year, right? It's two weeks between the, the conference championship That's games. Right. I remember they tried it for one week. Yeah, I yeah. liked one week. Oh, fans, it's fantastic. Yeah. Because that, that dead week is awful. Yeah. But it's not awful enough for anybody to watch this. <laughs> Nobody's watching this. <laughs> Vegas is great. There's going to be a whole lot of guys making a whole lot of money that could go bet on the Super Bowl exactly where they want to be. They're going to have to wait around an extra day to see if they can collect. <laughs> or maybe they won't. I don't know. If you put enough money down on the game and you leave town, you only have to go back to get your money. Yep. If you put enough money, it's worth going back for. Indeed. And then if you lost, you just don't go back. Again, we all have our number for what, yeah, I don't what really, you're going to go back for. It's just kind of how I would do it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> can't really. I'm not getting a $100 plane ticket anyway. So. <laughs> it's pointless. So that's where... If you're optimistic about this, which I have tried to be optimistic about this the whole way, you got the potential of two different investors, the potential of a lot of money, and you now have an entire year. And in reality, they have kind of until March or April-ish, but the Players' well, Championship. That's when Keith Pelly leaves, right? I, I'm, I'm going to be around until this happens in, you know, by April. Yeah. <laughs> so that was it. That brings us to this week. <laughs> this week, Martin Slumbers, the head of the uh, the RNA, steps down. Okay. It's nine years at the job. Didn't seem like that was enough. He's 67, I believe. That seems young, but hey, okay. We have no idea what's going on with Martin Slumbers. No reason to, to start any fires, call a conspiracy theory. Fine. They really didn't have anything to do with this live situation anyway. They just write the rules, <laughs> run, a, run a couple golf tournaments. They're doing fine over there at the RNA. Then all of a sudden, the same day, we find out that Keith Pelley, the commissioner of the European Tour, it's now the DP World Tour, because it could have been the Saudi PIF Tour, and <laughs> Keith Pelley said no, signed a deal with Dubai. Now, Dubai and Saudi Arabia, they touch each other, and they're, you know, they're friends on a lot of issues, but they weren't friends on this one. Pelley went with Dubai a couple years ago. And now it seems like the Saudis are taking over. And coincidentally, or not, he's quitting his job. What did you think of that story? Yeah, so to me, that it's too coincidental. Too coincidental. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we didn't, we, if you put all of the things and you line them up, we didn't get the deal. So we, we got that. We didn't get that. Now. It's not now, 920 yet. Now we got a guy that's out at the DP World Tour. We got a guy that's out at the RNA, all happening at the same time. And we want to think that's a coincidence? Yeah. No. So you know, Martin Slumbers, the RNA, again, maybe he just wants to go move to Spain and live out his days. I, think, I can't fault that. Keith Pelley was Canadian. The job that he's taking is running the group that owns the Maple Leafs and the Raptors and the Toronto football uh, soccer team and one of the Canadian football teams. is the group that owns all that, and he's going to run that group. That's a better job. Just one-to-one, -one, it's a better job, right? Yeah, if you're Canadian and you can go back and run Maple Leaf sports, why wouldn't you? You do it. Of course you do. Right. 
So, again, no reason to look and say, well, there's a conspiracy there. Them happening on the same day eh, gets our attention, and him, we, we know he wasn't going to be long for the other job. No. But, again, all added up together, it looks suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. But suspicious, again, I'm going to be optimistic. Suspicious looks like progress to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love the optimism in your glass half full. Something's happening. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. So, but, but, you know, add in, add in the ROM thing on, on top of that. You want a, a, you know, a card in your back pocket? You want an ace up your sleeve? Okay. This guy's out. That guy's out. I got one of your best players. Guess what? Who's, who's, running, who's running the show? It's going to be me. Whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> the uh, it seems like an agreement is going to happen if you get it done kind of before the Masters ish around Players Championship time. That's when the tour has announced big things before. And that's when their schedule has come out before. You want to start looking at well, they show us the fall schedule of the Players Championship. That's a fine time to tell us the twenty five schedule. You got more time than that, but. Same. We've got until then. Nobody's even worried about next year's schedule, and if it's going to include some team events in the fall under a, a brand name that maybe you've heard of, maybe you haven't. You got plenty of time to work that in. You also have plenty of time for the live guys to then put that in their package and maybe sell something. Because at this point, they've sold a big fat zero. <laughs> <laughs> They're also not concerned. No. The reason why they've sold nothing is they've not even tried. Why do they care? <laughs> Exactly. What are they selling things for? <laughs> They're about to pay a billion dollars to PGA Tour players that didn't even go play for them. This <laughs> <laughs> the greatest job ever. Live golf sales team. <laughs> Did you sell anything? No. Ah, That's fine. fine. Good job. <laughs> nice work. See, we're going to do a Zoom on Thursday, okay? Can you be there? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell else do I have to do? <laughs> I'll be there. It's a great gig. It's a great Quota gig. zero. So we're getting closer to uh, to figuring this out. They're all talking. Why do why does the Saudis why do they want to play if the American if the tour has an American investor? Well, that American investor owns, as you saw, they own baseball teams and basketball teams and football teams, and we know the Saudis are interested in that. So that's an ownership group that they can't buy their way into, and that they definitely want to start playing nice with. So, do with that as you will. That's where we are. We're all caught up, or at least somewhat caught up. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to anything that's happened in the last week. All right, so we'll get to that. Brian Nelson from the Georgia State Golf Association is going to call us when we come back. J.R. Ross is still not going to be here. <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Before you hit the links, start your morning with the Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. Now back to Brian Katrick on Atlanta's Golf Station, The Fan. Yes, indeed. Here we go. So glad to have you with us here. Chris Mascaro with us in studio. J.R. Ross is under the weather. Adam Crooks is over in the other room. We've got him over there. How much so- under the weather is J.R.? Actually, under the weather or 45 to 14 under the weather yesterday. Yeah, he's soft. <laughs> Let's just say it the way it is. Soft. Yeah. Uh, he's a Cleveland Browns fan. Yes. And yeah. I think the alcohol started flowing pretty freely, freely probably yesterday around halftime and probably mm. didn't stop. Yeah. Well, he's a Yankee fan. They're not playing. He's an Ohio State fan. He can't wear any of that stuff. And the <laughs> Browns get run out of the building, so you can't wear any of that. He just didn't have any clothes to wear. <laughs> He'll be here next week wearing his Yankee stuff, and we'll be happy to have him back. It'll be Indeed, awesome. Indeed. Yes, we will. Joining us right now, I'm not sure what he's wearing, uh, but he's probably wearing his GSGA stuff because uh, from the Georgia State Golf Association, it's Brian Nelson. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Doing great, Brian. How are you, Chris, doing? We're having a blast. Fantastic. We're uh, we, we were so we're so far behind trying to catch up on what all we missed. Something else we missed were some changes that the USGA and the RNA made before Martin Slumbers quit to the <laughs> <laughs> to the handicap system. Uh, what did we miss here, Brian Nelson? We've got a couple of big changes that golfers need to be aware about. Uh, one is how they're going to handle nine hole scores. So in the past, if a golfer posted a nine-hole score, it would sit in a nine-hole queue and be combined with another nine-hole score. 
at a later date, or if there's already one of those in the queue, then they would have been combined already. Uh, going forward, uh, beginning February 16th, they're a little behind. Um, I'm sorry, January 16th, they're a little behind on the January 1st date. Um, no surprise there. Oh, I, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, everybody's in a bad mood. All right, we, we, uh... can, can you dump that, Brian? Nine, okay. Sure. Nine whole scores stand up for themselves. Chris, do we like this? We do like this. Okay. Brian, yeah. we think we like this. Lock us in on liking this. How do you feel about it? I, I, I like the change. Uh, the rest of the part of the story is the fact that um, there will be an expected score that is utilized for that nine holes that are not played. So it's going to automatically give that golfer an 18-hole score differential, which ultimately is what determines your handicap index. Oh, uh, in your scoring okay. record, the, the out of your most recent 20 scores, the lowest eight differentials are used to determine your uh, handicap index. So a nine-hole score, a golfer posts it, um, whether either by total or hole by hole. But the next day, they're going to have an 18-hole score differential based on what that expected score would be for the nine holes they don't play based on their handicap index. So it doesn't have anything to do with the golfer, what their tendencies are, or anything like that. It's just going to say, okay, if, if you're a 10.0 index, there's an expected score, which creates a differential. We add that to the front nine score differential. There's your 18-hole score differential for that round. How about that? Yeah, so you could be having so, the round of your life on the front nine, and then the rains come, and then all of a sudden – you know, your your seventy two turns into an, an eighty one because of your differential. Yeah, like, I think yeah. folks, most folks are concerned about it going the other way. Well, of course, but if yes. you're going into the member guest, you, what, what that tells you is if you're having the round of your life through eight holes, you need to take an eighteen on nine in order to maintain yourself. Mm, but you can't take an eighteen. Well, on nine. <laughs> you got a you got a few snares going right there. Um, you know, first of all, the lowest uh, or the maximum score you can post for, for a score is net double bogey. So. That 18 is going to get pulled down uh, to a net dough bogey based on the stroke hole allocation for that hole. But uh, it's not really a score they put in. It's going to be that differential. So the golfer won't see an 81. They'll see their nine-hole score that they shot, and then they'll see an 18-hole score differential in their scoring record, which will be ultimately what's used towards their handicap index. And all that's going to be coming about on Tuesday. See, this is the guy we need doing this. Absolutely. I mean, he sounded very confident just spitting all that out. You and I are like, oh, oh, I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. But Brian Nelson does from the Georgia State Golf Association, and that's the that's the guy we need on that wall. All right, what <laughs> other changes happened, Brian? The other one uh, kind of carries about uh, a little bit more with the nine-hole score, but if you a golfer plays 10 to 17 holes and doesn't complete the round for whatever reason, weather, uh, slow play. I, I guess slow play is still a thing, uh, un- unfortunately. Now, BK's bailing on 16 if you're taking too much time. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And so in the past, uh, you could put in a net par for any sc- any holes you miss after 14. Um, if you played less than 14, it was not a postable 18-hole score. You can only post nine. Um, coming on Tuesday, uh, if you play 10 to 17, you're going to have to enter the scores hole by hole. And then you'll have an opportunity to go ahead and post that score, whether if it's 13 holes. So it's going to, the system will know where you left off at the number of holes you did not play. And it'll come up with that. We just talked about the, with the expected score, it'll give a score differential for the holes that weren't played. Add that to the score differential uh, for the holes that were played, that front nine, then the partial on the back nine. And you'll get that, um, you'll get that differential from there. All right, this almost came up. Let's go very specifically. Brian, we're going to talk about me. All right, <laughs> my number is okay. one, and we played nine holes the other day. Uh, Friday, we played nine holes, and uh, as those of us who were finishing the ninth hole were finishing it, the rest of the group was over there with their weather radars huddling up on the front of the ninth green to decide were we going to continue or not because the rain was imminent on Friday. So they decided we would stop. But let's pretend for a second that we would have gone to the 10th hole and we would have gotten to the 10th green and we would have gotten rained on. So they, our group made the right decision to stop. <laughs> but let's pretend we went to that 10th hole. I tap in for my par or whatever it is, and it starts to rain. Other than me sobbing my way back to the clubhouse, <laughs> what do we got? I'm a, my number is one. What do I post for that back nine one, uh, where I've played now one hole. I've played the 10th, okay. as you just said. That's one of those 10 through 14 hole rounds. 
or 10 through whatever it is. Uh, what do I 10 post? 10 through 17. 10 through right. 17. Yeah. What, what do I, uh, how do I handle this? You post the whole, by, whole scores for holes 1 through 10, and then you just press, press enter, and the, the system will accept that score. And then in the next day, you're going to see a score differential for the 18 holes, which is going to be comprised of uh, basically the uh, front nine score differential, and then the score differential for that 10th hole, because you played it, you put your four in. Um, I think it was a five, but, you, you know, you can put your four in. Also get them in <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and then uh, they'll come up with it, your expected score for the holes you didn't play, those eight holes on that back nine, and it'll create a score differential for you for 18 holes the next morning when you – or actually, you'll wake up at, at noon the next day. So <laughs> you'll eight, see it then. Wow. We're 8.30 every day, jerk. <laughs> and you're invited. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and you're invited. I'm, I'm harking back to our hockey days, Brian. Sorry. <laughs> Since we've shifted. So interesting. So the score differential, which – as of the last handicap revision, was kind of done with the computer and based on everybody else. So if everybody else that day played better than normal, that score differential is going to reflect that? Am I making this up now? Is it going to take that into account for this too? No, yeah, definitely. So we still have the playing conditions calculation in play, and that's all done behind the scenes as well. So the system is going to look at every golf course. Um, There has to be a minimum of eight scores posted on, on the course from any set of tees. And then if the conditions uh, warranted the fact that scores were posted a lot lower than normal based on the standard deviation of the golfers that played or higher, it can adjust that differential. Look at that. And this was a day, it was cold and windy, so it was a day where everybody would have played, probably played worse than normal. And there right. were probably exactly eight scores that day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that any of them got posted, but um, oh, that, that's fascinating. Well, I'll run that audit after the show. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's fascinating, Brian. That's uh, the the computers have figured it all out. AI, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mean Alan Iverson? Yes, <laughs> yes, he is a, a genius at this stuff. All right, before we yeah. let you go, there was one other change to the handicap system that uh, that got made since we last talked. Tell us about it. Ooh, ra- which one is that? They're rating par three courses now. Oh, yes. 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 The short courses. So now with a golf course that has nine holes at 750 yards or more, uh, they can be rated and come up with a uh, course range slope rating for those nine holes. Um, That's more the inclusion, trying to get more golfers uh, playing the game. And uh, so our, you know, we're identified and have have pretty much much earmarked our nine hole courses that we know the short courses that uh, can get ratings. And now, Legacy and Fox Creek, we can rate all those tees rather than just the tips. Um, and then there's other, you know, several other par three courses around the state that we're going to go ahead and measure and, and re-rate as well. And then we can also look at cor- at uh, clubs that have uh, shorter tees set up as well for their junior golfers, um, beginners, anybody else that wants to play those tees. Um, you know, we'll be able to get ratings for those as well. Okay, Brian. So that that begs the the age old question. I go out and make a hole in one on a par three. Does it count? At a par, at a par three course? Yeah, it's rated. It's a par three golf yeah. course. I go out and I make a hole in one from yeah, 70, it, 71 yards. Sure. From 57 right. yards. <laughs> you're you're buying all the drinks, Chris, and give me a call. I'll be there. Okay. You're the man. You heard it. Brian Nelson, thank you for your diligence, your study, and really the fact that you called twice. We really appreciate it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was uh, getting a little nervous and wanted to get this over with because I'm more um, worried about uh, Jr. I, do you know what hospital he's in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's at uh, Soft General. <laughs> and it's uh, when you sign the card for me, I already sent, uh, already Venmoed you some money for the okay. flowers. Um, it, it's with it's Brian with a Y. I, I remember. <laughs> and a little heart after would be great too. <laughs> Brian Nelson, you are the, the man. Best. It is great to hear your voice. Thanks for the time, man. All right, take care. Uh-huh. Talk to you soon. See you. It's Brian Nelson. I love he's that. awesome. Yeah, he's, he's really awesome. Is. You kidding me? And for those of you who didn't know, we did. We, you know, he mentioned we played hockey. He's a he was a goalie, but you probably already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> There, there's a past, there's a precedent of head trauma. <laughs> wow. Uh, that is a great question, by the way.
Uh, dude, I'm out at the par threes now. I'm going to play round after round after round from 57 yards. One's going to go in eventually. And here's the thing. There's no official counting of a hole-in-one. If you think you made a hole-in-one, you just decided you you made it. If you think it doesn't count, you can decide it doesn't make it. There's no rules governing body that's going to say that hole was too short or the course was too short. They did that with handicapping, but I like that you connected those dots. <laughs> I made a double eagle one time. Yes, was yeah. it on a video game? <laughs> I mean, you you said, you just said if you that wanna, it doesn't matter, that I can count it if I want to count it. If you want to count it, you count it. I will. And smile about it. And he, just, he just said it on the radio. Adam Crooks has a double eagle. Counts. Me and Louis Oosthuizen. I <laughs> love that. Uh, and then one other thing that he just mentioned, and I just it, I think we need to start this. Okay? 26 years at this. I haven't done a really a thing for for pace of play. I really haven't solved too many of the world's problems. Uh, but this is one I think we can we can tackle this right grassroots. You can do this on the next on the T podcast. All right. Uh, if you make the hole in one, this is the dumbest tradition in all of sports that the guy that makes the hole in one <laughs> has to buy all the drinks. It has been expanded in a lot of areas. I've I've heard from guys that our group. Oh, you got to buy everybody in the group a pair of shoes. What? They're just making stuff up now. <laughs> this is the dumbest. I don't know what they're doing in Pamplona, right, with the running of the bulls. If there's a dumber tradition than this, it may be that. I'm not really sure. Maybe there's some religious ties. I don't want to get all up in their business. I don't know enough about what they're doing. But save for that one, this is the dumbest tradition in all of sports. Because it should be the other way around, should exactly. it not? Exactly. Yes. How did we get to this? I don't know. But, indeed, I like where you're going with it because when I make my all-in-one, everybody should buy me a drink. You don't have one yet? No. All right. When you make it, I will buy you a drink. Thank you. This is the dumbest tradition. In, I don't know how we got to it. Golf is steeped in traditions and stories. Go look up how a birdie got called a birdie. By the way, there's like five different stories about it. Nobody can pinpoint this one because nobody wants to take the blame for it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the stupidest yes. one ever. We've got Agreed. it backwards, and we can change this. You've got the power. We, on this show, <laughs> if you make a hole-in-one, tell the guys in your group they're buying you a drink, and that's that. Henceforward. They'll call you cheap. They'll call you whatever. But then in the back of their minds, they're going to be thinking, you know what, I'm going to make one of these. <laughs> I think he's got a little something. I like it. i tell you, the other thing that I appreciate about the, this rule change, and I and a buddy of mine – when we play, we'll be on a par three. There'll be a pond. He puts three balls in the water, walks off the tee, and says, give me a six. Yeah. That's actually a rule. I, I we, you know, we look at him like, six? Yeah. You're hitting nine. It's a handicap policy. Yeah, you, you he can't. He was right all this time. Right. <laughs> you can't post that nine. You can take it. I mean, I don't know what your game is. I'm pretty sure I've been behind that game before. <laughs> I think I've watched that guy. <laughs> but you can't post it. And it's for the exact reason that you gave. You already knew this. Yes. So you don't play eight great holes. And, oh, I made a 23 on the last <laughs> hole. Look at it. I did shoot 85. See? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks to Brian Nelson. That's it. The problem with the handicap system is that it works. There's no real problem. That's not an average People see their handicap number and they think, well, that's not what I shoot. That's that's what I would shoot on my best day. And so they get nervous. Well, that's exactly what it's supposed to measure. It is supposed to be what you shoot on your best day. But people get nervous and they stop posting their real scores. And yeah. that's so the, but that's that's not a problem with the system. The system works. What are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah. Agreed. At least here in this state, we got a goalie in charge. <laughs> <laughs> As it should be. All right, we'll take a break. We will catch up when we come back. You will hear my conversation from a couple weeks ago with Tiger Woods. Me and him. You and Tiger. Looking forward. This is looking. How does he feel about where his game is right now? You're going to find out next. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Oh, yes. We're going to hear from Tiger Woods here in just a second. We've had uh, the text line here at 680 The Fan sponsored over the years. Uh, we have one over at SiriusXM. It's just always anonymous. It's not sponsored. And it's very low tech, Chris. If you happen to have my phone number, that's the text line. <laughs> or John McGinnis's phone number. Uh, the always anonymous text line just lit up this morning. Uh, 
got a picture of uh, of a, a esteemed listener from the day he ran with the Bulls. Oh, my. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Posing with his white outfit, wow. his red collar. Wow. Yeah. And uh, somebody else that was just as crazy as he was. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there you go. An interesting uh, decision to do that. And on top of that, has has said friend had uh, he walks normal, runs normal, or did uh, did a bull uh, catch up? No, no, he made it. He's uh, <laughs> he's in good shape, uh, and he's always been faster than me. So I would normally would think, well, this gives me hope. No, no, this guy was out. <laughs> he was outrunning me when he was nine. He's probably still outrunning me. So uh, I still yeah, have not no, doing that. no plans to run with the bulls. You good for you? No. Okay, I'll pass. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, let's say, I'll be honest with you. If Jr. did it and he made it, then I feel like I could probably make it. <laughs> <laughs> but not this guy. Good it point. This did. I didn't learn anything from this. Good point. <laughs> this is the type of guy that would have run out, run the bull. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do have an update from the DP World Tour. The, the uh, what do they call this event? The Dubai Invitational. Indeed. Has ended. Two-shot swing. Tommy, the last hole. Tommy Fleetwood makes birdie. Rory McIlroy makes bogey. And Fleetwood wins. Good for Tommy. Yeah. Where did Danny Willett finish? I don't know that Which Danny was in that field. Question. Yes. Thank you, Adam. That is the important question. Uh, D- Adam is a big Danny Willett fan. Huge Danny Willett fan. He's the Danny Willett fan. <laughs> I'm the president the of the Danny Willett fan club. Yeah. yeah I don't see him in the top 60 there, Adam. There, there was only 60 guys. There was a short field. This was one of their pro-am things. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, also not in the field, Tiger Woods. After the PNC Championship wrapped up, I had a chance to chat with the former world number one and 15-time major champion trying to find out what is the state of his game. Tiger, end of a long week at the PNC Championship, but here a short is. season. How are you feeling physically here after playing two of the last three weeks? Are you sure? Uh, I'm quiet. excited the fact that I was able to compete and play. I hadn't done this in a while. I know. Wait a minute. You be me. I'll be Tiger. I know what the answers are. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Tiger, how are you feeling about the state of your game? Looking forward to the the Rain Ranger 2024. Ah, BK, I'm so glad you asked me that. Since we're best friends, uh, I want you to come over. We'll spend some time on the boat. Uh, you know, uh, I feel good about the state of my game. Yeah, how are you feeling physically? Uh, it hurts. Still yeah. hurts. Uh, but okay. <laughs> See, apparently I don't know all the answers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Adam's working on that. He'll get to that in just a second. PNC Championship, but those are a short season. Questions. How are you feeling how physically yeah. here after playing two of Everybody the last does. three weeks? Yeah. Is he going to be um, able to get through the f- 72 holes if he makes a cut? You know, what's it going to be like at Augusta National? Is he going to be able to walk four rounds of golf, even if it's nice weather? And if it's bad weather, is it going to be better than last year? Yeah, right. Um, you're going to hear him say it because I have confidence in Adam. Why can't you do it? We, if we could hear it in cue, we can hear it on the air. I promise you. I can hear it in the studio. Yep. I can't, but it's not going on air. So push some more buttons. <laughs> <laughs> I know you figured if you can get it in there, you can get it out here. Tiger, end of a long week at the PNC Championship, but a short season. How are you feeling physically here after playing two of the last three weeks? Uh, I'm, I'm excited the fact that I was able to compete and play. I hadn't done this in a while. Uh, it was nice to knock, knock off a little bit of rust uh, and actually play shots that counted. <laughs> you know, playing back home with, with money games is very different than playing out here with uh, consequence. And uh, uh, it, it was fun. It was nice. And and on, on top of that, uh, to see a lot of the young guys there at, at Hero and then catch up with a lot of the guys that are on the Champions Tour here that I haven't seen in, quite frankly, a long time because I haven't played. And so it was nice to catch up with a lot of them this week. What did we learn at the end of this season here? What what adjustments do you have to make before we see you back out? Well, I have I have to get better. Um, I, I wasn't uh, as sharp as I'd like. Granted, I hadn't played since April, so um, there hasn't been a whole lot of, uh, 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 of of things to kind of check off the box uh, as far as competitive wise. But uh, I felt like I, I had a, a great two weeks of of, of competition. Uh, it wasn't a big hard grind of, of full field events. Um, it was nice to come back to some little limited stuff and having, as I said, I haven't quite you know, played. Well, I've only played two tournaments this year, so um, be able to come back to some of those events and be able to hit some of the shots. This these last couple weeks have been nice. 
Have you gotten any more hours in the day? Has your recovery time changed over, let's go back to Southern Hills? I mean, when there weren't enough hours in the day to recover. It's still the same. If I want to do this, it, it takes a long time on, on the pre-side and the post-side. Uh, that's the thing. If I want to compete as an athlete, as, as all aging athletes understand, if you want to do it, uh, the pre-stuff gets longer and the post-stuff gets longer. Great family week here. You got it. Thank and you. Uh, we're ahead of it, but happy birthday, old man. Oh, don't start. <laughs> don't start. <laughs> Thanks, Tiger. All right, appreciate it. All right. Tiger Woods, he has since turned 48. He hadn't turned 48 yet, but he has. Uh, so there you go. Still lots of time to uh, recover. He's got to make the, get the body to recover after rounds and then got to get it warmed up before rounds. You remember what happened. I specifically referenced Southern Hills where he just ran out of day, he ran out of hours. He had a late tee time on Friday and an early tee time on Saturday because he barely made the cut, and he just wasn't going to be able to get himself ready to go. And it's a it's a brutal thing to think about, right? For all the stuff his body has been through, and and all the as he talked about pre and post, it's tough. And you know if he hasn't picked up any hours in the day, or he hasn't picked up any time because the, he's getting healthier or getting better, and the body is recuperating quicker, he's going to find himself in that same spot. Other big story involves Tiger, and I'm, I'm pulling up on my phone here. I've got some Tiger Woods related bets, prop bets. Ooh. I want to bounce off of you. Uh, the other thing that happened was. December 30, 30th, he turned 20, uh, 50, 40, whatever. 48. 48, thank you. Uh, December 31st was the last day of his Nike contract. Uh, there are all kinds of rumors that Nike's getting out of the golf apparel business. They got out of the golf business 10 years ago or something. Has it been like that. that long? Something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but they're getting, the rumor is they're getting out of the apparel business. Now, so Tiger's contract was up. So you didn't re-up with him. Jason Day's contract was up. He didn't re-up with him. Now, Rory's still wearing the Nike stuff. Scotty Scheffler's still wearing the Nike stuff. Uh, so the next time we see Tiger, he's going to be wearing something else, we think. Oh, he's got to be wearing something. We gotta... <laughs> that's <laughs> things, a good things are taking a really bad turn. <laughs> yeah, that's a good assumption. So there's bets out. Uh, who's got this bet? Uh, bet Online has got uh, the odds of his next clothing sponsor. Okay. Uh, Ralph Lauren, the favorite, 5-2. to two. Is that the JT influence? Well, but he that didn't end well. So that's why I, I don't think it's going to be them. Adidas is four to one, Dior five to one, Burberry, Hugo Boss, Lacoste, Gucci, uh, Gucci something named LV. Never heard of LV. Me either. Is that Louis Vuitton? Louis Vuitton. Okay, thank you, Adam Crooks. Of course, he's heard of. <laughs> he's wearing the swap meet Louis. Uh, Puma, Reebok, Armani, Tom Ford, Under Armour, sixteen to one. Uh, can't be Under Armour, can it? Uh, Converse is in there at 25 to 1. Vera Wang is 66 to 1. Uh, Grayson is not in there. And that's what Charlie was wearing at the PNC. And that's what Justin Thomas currently wears. Got name out of odds. Right. Look at that. And, by, and so Tiger does own the TW logo. Does he? Yeah. So it'll be odd to see him not with a swoosh, but we'll see that TW logo still. You would think Adidas, right, with the, with the tailor made tie in once upon a time. That there might be some relationship there. So they're not there anymore. Yeah. But and the rumor is the other rumor is TaylorMade might be starting to make clothing. So you might be buying TaylorMade stuff that has the TW on it. So good I, investment I if you're if you're TaylorMade. Uh, will Tiger Woods have his own brand of apparel in 2024? Yes. You say yes. Yes. Uh, that that is the, the odds on is it's it's three to two to say yes. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't imagine he's showing up without a deal at Augusta National. I don't know that's going to be his own, though. You don't think? It's a Grayson shirt with a Tiger Woods logo. Does that count? I don't know how they pay off on this bet. Uh, will Charlie Woods wear Tiger's brand this year? Yes. You say yes. I say yes. Yeah, I, I say no. No? Yeah, but they uh, the Tiger Woods, it's a yes there is 3-2. to two. No is 1-2. to two. Uh, Will Tiger win a major in 2024? No. 50-1. to one. So you say no. Uh, how many cuts will make will Tiger make in major championships? One and a half is the over-under. Yeah, take the over, two. He may only be playing in three. Uh, he makes it in two. Makes it in two. You go to the over there. I'm, yeah. I'm with you on that. Uh, how many major championships will he start? Is three the number? Uh, the number's two and a half. So take the over. Yeah, I'm taking the over. It's an easy three. over. He's got Pinehurst is yeah. an easy walk. British Open's always an easy walk. Valhalla's not not an easy walk, but he's won there, and he's going to play the Masters. Yeah. So yeah, take the over. And then uh, lowest round that he will shoot in a major. The over under is sixty nine and a half. 
Keep in mind, a lot of them are par 70s. Valhalla is going to be a 70. Uh, Pinehurst is probably going to be a 70. I see him shooting 69 at Augusta National. Yeah. I'm okay. I'll take the under. Take the under there. So yeah. you're you're positive. I am. Tiger Woods. Yeah. Okay. And then the Nike deal, who knows? If they just... His contract was up. It was a 10-year deal that he signed in 2013. Why do you not re-up that deal? I mean, because you're not going to make golf shirts anymore. Well, yeah, if you're completely out of the apparel business, got it. But can, if you're Nike and you're completely out of the apparel business and all you're going to be is a sneaker company, really? That, that seems so far off from what Nike is. And I can't find that anywhere. That's the rumor, right. but I can't find any confirmation of that anywhere. So that, and I'm with you. That's the only reason you wouldn't do this. Yes. But but then you know, were you going to sign him for five more years? You're going to sign him for ten more? Yes. So you're not going to insult him with a one-year deal, no. which is what you want to give the 48-year-old. <laughs> you know, you want to give him a one-year deal. But does it matter? I mean, Michael Jordan hasn't played basketball in you know in what decade and a half? Yeah. People brought up the Jordan brand comparison. Tiger Woods has specialty-built golf shoes. You know, you're not going to wear the Air, the TW13s to the mall. But Michael Jordan, A, was just I mean, it's lightning in a bottle. And you can wear those shoes everywhere. So, you know, I think it's where the comparison ends. But I agree with you. It seems like he was worth the money. Indeed. Well, thanks to Tiger Woods for taking some time with us down there at the PNC Championship. Played that on Sirius XM when it happened. Thanks to them. Thanks to Matt Edgar helping us out this morning. Adam Crooks, well done. J.R. Ross, hang in there. Yeah, we're with you, J.R. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Great day, everybody. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.